Welcome to True Crime Mysteries, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart of the world's most gripping true crime stories. I'm your host, Megan, and I've spent years researching, investigating, and seeking the truth in dark corners where most people dare not look. Each week, we'll delve into a new case, peeling back layers of mystery, law, and human behavior. Together, we'll explore the intricate webs woven by those who break society's most sacred laws. We'll cover cold cases, missing persons, and recently uncovered serial killers, and instances where DNA has identified a killer. Join us as we journey back in the past, bring decade-old cases to life, and explore the dark, tragic, and inexplicable. And maybe find a light of justice at the end of the tunnel. This is True Crime Mysteries. Bryant Rivera appeared to be living a normal life. His parents, both with severe medical issues, relied on him heavily to maintain their independence. Those closest to him had no idea he was alleged to have been living a sinister second life. The 30-year-old now is being called in the media the Ted Bundy copycat. Bryant Rivera is being accused of multiple horrific murders in Mexico between 2021 and 2022. There are three women who've been able to be connected back to him, and all three women turned up dead. Let's get into it. It was on the morning of July 6, 2023 in Downey, California, when local and federal authorities arrested a man from the home he shared with his senior parents. Bryant Rivera was not being accused in California, but he was being charged with a crime in Mexico. He's being accused of femicide in Mexico. While not a common term in North America, femicide is recognized internationally by the United Nations as the most extreme forms of violence and discrimination against women and girls. Its definition varies across disciplines and world regions, but broadly captures the killing of women, primarily by men, because they are female. And in Mexico, it's considered a hate crime and is prosecuted as a hate crime. Bryant Rivera is 30 years old. He lived in Downey, California for most of his life. There's not much released about his life before being in the media for the killings, and he's reported to have lived with his parents, Candido, and his mother, Maria. His legal team have requested for him to be released on bail while he waits trial, based on the fact that he is the sole caregiver for his parents, who suffer from health issues, including diabetes. His father is also blind and spends most of his time confined to a wheelchair. Rivera has had a few jobs over the last few years, but at the time of his arrest, he was working as a delivery driver. His parents only speak Spanish and can't read English. Rivera has had no prior arrests or warrants in his name before his arrest. Reports have also stated that things in the Rivera household may not be healthy, Some media has gone on to say that Bryant was sharing a bed with his mother. After his arrest, his parents have said that they believe that their son is innocent. In an interview with the media, his father said that they would have to wait to see the evidence before coming to a conclusion of his guilt or innocence. Other reports have said that they will stand behind their son no matter what, and that they believe that he has had nothing to do with these crimes. They stand behind their son, and his parents depend on him. His sister has also spoken out, saying that Rivera is very needed by his family and that the crimes he is accused of, quote, do not resemble the character of the boy that I grew up with. I would have never thought that he would, you know, 
commit a crime of any sort. He's a very, he's pretty much a nice guy. Like you would never think that he's a reserved, quiet person. And she has continued to advocate for her brother in the press. However, those who aren't in the family but are close to Bryant aren't surprised by his arrest. He was described by one friend that there had always been something off about him, but it was something that she couldn't pinpoint specifically. Could Bryant Rivera of Downey be a serial killer? That's what Mexican investigators are alleging, saying the 31-year-old is linked to at least three murders south of the border. Characteristics are identical between the three victims with similar methods and cause of death. Rivera is accused of crossing the border and killing strip club workers in the red light district of Tijuana. He was arrested last week at his parents' home in Downey and is being held pending extradition to Mexico. When surveillance images of a suspect were released earlier this year, they struck a nerve with Shannon Sales of Alhambra. That's when I tried calling the, um, the authorities and the FBI. Um, nothing came of it. I just wanted people to know, let them know. Sales says Rivera was a close friend of her ex-boyfriend and came over to her home dozens of times. And each time she'd warn her ex-boyfriend to stop hanging out with Rivera. Don't talk to him. Stay away from him. I never felt comfortable around him. There was something not right about this person. Rivera's parents, though, are standing by him, refusing to believe their son could be involved in any kind of violent crime. In my heart, my son is innocent. I am blind. I cannot see. That's why I depend on my son. He takes me to the clinic. I depend on him. He takes me to my appointments. So what are the crimes he's being accused of? Authorities had already been looking for a serial predator as early as 2022, but they didn't have a solid lead until the murder of Angela Acosta Flores. Angela was a 20-year-old who had started dancing in September 2021 at the Hong Kong Gentlemen's Club in Zonia Norte. Zonia Norte is a legal red light district in Tijuana, Mexico, and it is believed to be one of the largest in North America. Sex work is legally federally in Mexico, and Zona Norte is one of the legal places for sex work. They require workers to have permits and regular health checkups to keep working. On the night of January 24, 2022, Angela's mother last saw her at approximately 8 p.m. when Angela had headed out to work at the club. She was an exotic dancer and occasionally also did sex work. She started her shift dancing when she met a man who called himself Eduardo and he had asked for her to go back to his hotel room with him. She left with the man, letting her manager know where she was going. She texted her mother at 10.15pm, saying that she was going to the hotel nearby, Hotel Cascadas, with a client and that they would be in room 404. We could only guess that this was a safety measure put in place for when she left the property with a client. At 10.45pm, her mother texted her with no reply. She tried a second time at 11.15pm, with no answer from Angela. Her phone would continue to go unanswered, and her mother started to worry. So she went down to the bar to investigate. She talked to a manager, who said that Angela was probably still busy. Angela's boyfriend would get involved around 3 a.m. when he also went to the club. One of the bar staff told him that Angela had left with a gringo, who was about 5 foot 5 tall, with a light brown complexion, with a face full of acne scarring. 
They also knew him as Bryant Rivera from his credit cards and stated that neither had returned after they had left. The mother and boyfriend then went to the hotel and they both felt that Angela was in danger and that she probably needed immediate help. The hotel staff, however, would not let them in the room to investigate, so they waited until noon the following day. Then, when an ambulance was called by hotel staff, a woman's body had been found. Her mother would use the Find My Phone app to track Angela's phone, and shockingly, the last ping for the phone was in Riverside, California. By the time Angela had been found, Bryant had already gone back to the U.S., crossing into the San Isidro point of entry just after midnight. The hotel was less than three miles from the border entry, so a nine-minute Uber or a 30-minute walk. Angela's mother would have to identify her on February 2nd, 2022. Angela was found naked in the room, and she'd been strangled and beaten to death. Authorities found video footage from the Hotel Cascadas that showed Angela entering the hotel with a man just shortly after 10 p.m. Once they entered the elevators, Angela was never seen on the cameras again. Authorities found the name attached to room 404 was a man named Eduardo, the same name that he had used with the dancers at the Hong Kong Gentlemen's Club. Mexican authorities would later believe that this man was Bryant Rivera. The same man could be seen leaving the hotel an hour and a half after arriving with Angela, but this time he left alone. Tijuana is right next to the California border, and it would have been easy for him to get to the crossing in such a short time. Authorities believe that he must have taken Angela's phone with him, which would explain why the mother detected her phone over the border. No report has come out on whether the FBI or other officials have recovered her cell phone. The investigation would find similarities to a victim that was found in a dumpster in September 2021, but not many other details of that victim, including a name, have been released. She's been reported to have worked at the Hong Kong Gentlemen's Club for a short time, and Rivera may have been a client of hers, or she may have had a date with him in August 2021. It is believed that Rivera returned to Mexico in February 2022 and committed another murder, this time a woman named Elizabeth Martinez Cigarroa, a 25-year-old exotic dancer and sex worker who was also said to have worked at the Hong Kong Gentlemen's Club and has reportedly been on a date with an American on Valentine's Day. Police believe Rivera is this American man. Elizabeth was found in the back of her Jeep on February 17, 2022, She'd been strangled and beaten in a very similar way to the other victims. It is unknown when precisely the Mexican authorities discovered that Rivera may have been involved and that he lived in California, but his arrest warrant in Mexico was issued in November 2022, and January 2023 was the first time it was asked for by Mexican authorities to look for the man in California. Before Rivera was identified as a suspect, Mexican authorities in a press interview labeled this killer as a serial killer similar to Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy, of course, is a well-known American serial killer who kidnapped, sexually assaulted, and murdered dozens of young women and girls. He was active in the 1970s with 20 confirmed killings. After years, he confessed to 30 killings before he was executed by the electric chair in 1989. His exact number of murders is still unknown. A fourth victim is also now being investigated to be connected to Rivera. 
the Mexican authorities have only said that they are now investigating fourth victim and that there could be potentially many other victims with a similar cause of death. All the women were exotic dancers who worked as sex workers in the red light district. They were all strangled and beaten and had sexual intercourse shortly before their death. Up until this point, there had never been any reports that any of the women were sexually assaulted. American authorities have also revealed that they did find evidence in the home of Rivera when he was arrested, including a hotel receipt that matched the hotel and time that one of the victims was killed. He also shared detectives seized multiple items from his home, including a receipt from a hotel on which the date and location coincided with the death of one of the victims. And Carpio added a few personal details about Rivera, including that the 30-year-old had an unusual relationship with his mom and would often sleep in the same bed as her. U.S. authorities arrested Rivera early Thursday morning at his mother's home in Downey, north of L.A., where he was living. Rivera is currently detained in a federal prison in the U.S. Carpio says they have filed a formal extradition request to Mexico. Yes, of course, we believe that's going to happen. Our evidence are very uh, important. Um, we already put that evidence and information in the American authorities, so they already know all that. We uh, hope that uh, they understand it for the correct form. And so uh, we expect that, yes, we're going to receive the positive, uh, uh, the positive of what we're asking for. In July 2023, Rivera's lawyers filed an opposition to the request for detention. After Rivera's defense lawyer had filed an ask for conditional release based on his parents' needs for help due to medical reasons, a judge ruled that Bryant Rivera would be held without bond until his extradition hearing. Extradition can take months, if not years, for the process to move forward. Extradition can only happen if one country has an extradition treaty with the other country, and that country has to sign a petition for the extradition of that person who is accused of crime and would like them to face charges in their country. There are extensive requirements from both sides to have been met before a person can be released to the requesting country, and oftentimes you kind of see a give and a take. If he is deported to Mexico, Rivera will face charges of femicide, which has a sentence of 65 years for each victim if convicted. He is and is still currently only charged with the death of Angela Acosta Flores, and Mexican authorities have said they are working on charging Rivera with more crimes. The media and authorities describe Bryant as a serial killer who cares very little for women, that he hates and targets sex workers, and he kills with fury beating and then strangling his victims. This is only the beginning, and there may be more victims that are connected to this killer. And we see based on the murder of Angela that there's clearly a system here. He attempted to use a fake name in Mexico, he secured a hotel room prior to finding a victim, he killed and hauled ass back to the US border where he seemed normal enough for border agents not to sense that anything was off. When he went back to living with his parents, working as a delivery driver, while his victim's mother was still trying to call her phone to locate her daughter. This is clearly a calculated and planned attack, and with this level of confidence, Angela is very unlikely to have been the first. Well folks, 
We've reached the end of another gripping episode here on True Crime Mysteries. Thank you for joining me as we delve deep into the complexities of today's case. Before we go, let's not forget the human element in these stories. The victims, their families, and sometimes even the perpetrators are all part of a larger societal puzzle that we're trying to understand. While we explore these cases, it's crucial to remember the impact on real lives and communities. If you want to keep up with our weekly investigations, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you are captivated by these stories as we are, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review. Your support helps us bring more unsolved mysteries and untold stories to light. With that being said, stay curious, stay vigilant, and most importantly, stay safe. Until next week, good night.